Welcome back. I'm Nate. That's Tony. We're recapping week two of the 2023 NFL fantasy football season. We're going to cover some sports stuff, what we learned in week two, what we're doing with that information going forward. Also, some fringe and flex players that we're considering moving into regular starting positions. Last week, we did the guys that we're looking to fade for the rest of the season, potentially. We're going to do that. We're also going to drop draft our uh, top five fantasy style near the end of the episode. Based off some current events in the sports landscape, a lot of overtimes out there. We'll leave you with a rant and rave and a banger for the week. But first, as always, Tony, what's on top of your mind? Uh, I'm here. I'm uh, I'm recovering from some lost bets. One of those was the Giants. Uh, They didn't cover. But that was an exciting game. Uh, They came back. They were down, I think, three scores after the half. So it was fun. Um, Also... Uh, there was another game that was that did not go our way, uh, went into overtime. The Seahawks, uh, they beat Detroit. Mm-hmm. Another one I had bet the other way, but it was overtime. It was, f- uh, you know, free football. It was fun to watch. This has been a fun weekend, so uh, that's kind of what's on the top of my mind. Lost some bets, but had some fun, enjoyed some really, really good, uh, exciting football action in week two. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, we back on picking winners if you want to see how bad we are at picking winners <laughs> and how much money we're losing picking just straight money line for everything so having it's to tough. risk a lot to win one unit you can check those out um but we'll record another one here and it'll be up tomorrow so we'll see that uh but yeah betting was i think it was pretty good this weekend for me honestly i had some debo exposure for rushing yards receiving yards he seems to tear up whatever that scheme of zone that the rams run yeah. Um, historically, so hit a, hit a little three legger, four legger. I think it was four legger with receptions, pass, receiving yards, rushing yards, and a touchdown. Don't really recommend the whole touchdown thing. We'll get into that on picking winners probably. So you can see that here on the channel going yeah. forward. But um, something top of mind. So I had written written down what I wanted to talk about, and basically it's everybody's hurt, right? Anthony Richardson can't oh, stop. Anthony Richardson can't realize that he's in the NFL and he can't just go and take contact. I don't care how big, strong, fast you are as a quarterback. You're still a quarterback. You're going to get hurt. It's two weeks in a row. Last week, he had to get taken out of the game right at the goal line as they were down two scores, but they had a chance to tie it potentially and get an onside kick and then potentially go down for a game-winning drive. Granted, there's only a few seconds left, 30, 40 seconds or something like that, but Gardner Mitchell had to come in. This week, he's rushing. Cool. Whatever. We made some jokes about, hey, I just need a Zach Moss touchdown. But I worry about Anthony Richardson taking it. But my thought was they're going to tell him not to run the ball as much, at least near the goal line, because everybody's bundled up. And what does he do? Concussion protocol on the second one. (laughs) Jesus Christ, man. Like, he's hurt. Saquon's hurt. Nick Chubb just broke his entire knee in pieces and stuff like that, too. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But um, pretty big, prolific guys out there hurt people that people wanted on their fantasy teams guys like jk dobbins that we talked about earlier uh in previous in the bust episode you can see it's probably the if you hit popular it's the most popular one says austin eckler right in the middle bust alert um austin eckler's hurt and they're saying there's no timetable for him cooper Uh, cups hurt cooper cups hurt everybody's hurt right burrow's hurt joe burrow's hurt Jonathan Taylor's not hurt, but hurt. Like, nobody knows what's going on there. Yeah. David Montgomery's hurt, right? Oh, and that was a big God, take for sucks. us, too. So everybody's hurt. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> I don't Got know. No jobs. <laughs> Got no food. <laughs> oh, man. man. Um, but, yeah, everybody's hurt. So it's going to be interesting to see how the waiver wire landscape goes. I have no more fab. I spent it all on Josh <laughs> Kelly. Um, but – 
I, I believe in that going forward too. And that's just a, that's a double down on my Austin Eckler take, but I did have top of mind because I started thinking about all these players that are hurt. Right. And then I've been reading these fucking comments on YouTube. Right. And people like, Hey, you should do a podcast without your faces on the television because on a camera. (laughs) Yeah. Some guy said, you guys should do a podcast without your faces here. So you can save yourself from the embarrassment. And it was under the bust alert one. Right. But let's just recap that real quick. Tony, we got Jameer Gibbs, right? That was my number one. Jameer Gibbs in week one, eight points in week two, 10 points. And that's after David Montgomery got hurt. He only totaled a, 12, 10 points in the entire game. I don't think this dude can pass protect because every time I see him in the game, he's either getting the ball or running a route, right? Yeah. So I think that's an issue. And you're, I think we're going to end up seeing Craig Reynolds. I was going to say Craig Reynolds got some run. Yeah, after Montgomery he, got down, a, so. he was in there quite a bit, right? And they were in passing situations and stuff. So I think we're going to see Craig Reynolds fill that David Montgomery role. And people are going to just be bitching, bitching, bitching about Jameer Gibbs. Like <laughs> you're not in close games. Right, where you're you have the potential to win and you have this dynamic yeah. weapon that you went and spent a bunch of capital on when you could have had Jalen Carter on your team or someone crazy like that, right? But you're gonna go draft a running back to replace DeAndre Swift, and now you see DeAndre Swift doing his thing, and this dude still doesn't get run. They had a chance to where they were in the game with the Chiefs, right? And it's like down to the wire and he's just not on the field getting touches or even yeah. getting reps or snaps, right, as a threat. So I think there's something there to that. And I need to watch this last tape, but I think there's something there, and I think that's what it is because there's no reason to have a guy drafted that high at a skill position and not have him on the field all the times. But, yeah, he's averaging you a good nine points, right? From where you were drafting him, that's that's a dud. Right, and it yeah. doesn't look like he's getting any better. J.K. Dobbins was my number two. He's gone for the year. Austin Eckler said he wouldn't survive in a power run scheme in in Kellen Moore's offense. He's never rushed for a thousand yards in a season. They're not going to have any of the passing work. The Pittsburgh Steelers just got a defensive touchdown. <sighs> Let's go! I had the Steelers this week, and you had the Browns. Um, yeah, but one of us is going to be positive this week. Yeah, for the pick and winners, so. <laughs> not HIV. Um, but we could survive that with enough of this betting money in our veins, right? <laughs> Magic Johnson showed us that. But Austin Eckler, not yeah. the the passing work wasn't going to be there even without Austin Eckler in the lineup. They're still like the two weeks they don't they're not dumping it to the running backs that much. People say, oh, Austin Eckler had a lot of yards receiving, fifty five yard reception in the, in the game. The rest of them were like three four yards for I think it was three or four catches or something like that. So there's nothing really yeah. there. And I honestly think he's going to like kind of hold in, hold out, right? And he's going to. Michael Thomas's injury thing throughout the year because I think he understands what what the situation is and and what's going on there. Uh you had your number 1 Tony and that was Brees Hall in week 1. Yo, a big big surprise, right? He got 10 10 touches, 10 rushes, yeah. 127 yards, a catch for 20 yards, right? So you're looking at what 15 points or something like that right there. And then yeah. last week he had a total of four touches for 9 yards in a negative game script. Yeah. They, they created their own negative game script because they now have an offensive coordinator who actually has to call plays and not, not Aaron Rodgers doing it, and he not can't good. do it, right? He he doesn't run the ball. He's not going to run the ball, and it's it's just very bad there. But, yeah, he's averaging a total of eight points on the season, and Dalvin Cook looks like trash. Yeah. Brees Hall, he did look good in that first game, but he, had, he doesn't have breakaway speed anymore for yeah. some reason, right? He was getting <clears throat> caught by – defensive backs and linebackers 50 yards down the field. So that's a concern for me. I think they're going to slow roll them. Josh Jacobs, week one, sits there with uh, two catches for 23, 48 yards, 
rushing. So that's a total of eight points in fantasy football. And then in week two, he had negative two yards. So uh, he did catch five for 61. So he's averaging you nine points a week as a third round guy, second round guy at the time that we were talking about it when he was still in the contract negotiation stuff. And then you had Jonathan Taylor, which people were still drafting. Not even playing, and he's not yeah. even playing football, right? So if you have those guys on your team, you're probably struggling because of how high the capital was. That's why they're bust alerts. So all of you people in the comments can suck it. Because I'm getting tired <laughs> the pace, of this shit. The pieces are stained, motherfuckers. Yeah, you don't even have an image on your on your icon, right? It's just it's yeah. just an egg. Like, get out of here, egg people. But that's yeah, it. Late, ladies, man, sixty nine four twenty. I forget what the actual name of Shiloh Buffs uh, actor yeah. was. <clears throat> yeah, so far so good, right? Yeah, uh, Breesall did have the big week one. It's kind of scared, but most of that was on like one or two runs. So, yeah, um, I, I do like where we're at. I think we had some pretty good calls. But I think it's still early. We're only two weeks in. We'll see. But I, I'm comfortable not having uh, those guys on my team. Yeah, I am too. So, all right, let's move into what we learned from week two of the 2023 season and what we're gonna do from it, Tony. So I'll let you go first. We each got three. It looks like here. So you go one. I go one. Okay. Uh, what I learned from week two, I had a lot more. Uh, kind of narrowed it down to three. Yep. Um, I watched the, pretty much the entirety of the Rams 49ers game. I think the Rams offense might be for real uh, defense. Obviously that's a work in progress, but Kyron uh, Williams week one, 15 carries 52 yards and two touchdowns week two cam Akers is a healthy scratch. That's not good for cam Akers. Mm -hmm. uh, but Kyron had 14 carries 52 yards touchdown plus six receptions on 10 targets for 48 yards and a second touchdown. So what I'm doing, if I have him, I didn't get him anywhere. Uh, I felt like in the drafts, it would have been like a Homer thing. I felt good about Cam Akers, um, but I think we kind of missed it. But if I have him, I'm starting him. No worries at all, regardless of who they're playing. He just did that, that line against the San Francisco 49ers, which you and I have as a top five defense. Most people probably do. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's my first one. Really love uh, where Kyron Williams is at right now. And I think we missed him because last year he was hurt. Um, I think he had like a fractured foot yep. uh, early in the preseason or off season or like camp mm -hmm. last year. And then he had a uh, high ankle sprain, I believe like once he finally came back. So we just didn't see him last year, but it's obvious Sean McVay was high on him. Um, and then I think they're talking about trading cam makers. So obviously they're role, they're, they're ready to rock and roll with Kyron Williams in 2023. Yeah. We talked about this on your show, the 58 West King podcast, when we did running back rankings and we had some feuds and, group texts and stuff like that <laughs> with another guy who drafted cam makers and i went off right and he's like oh six round it's a value this is the i was like no fucking way because yeah. sean mcveigh doesn't like the guy they're not going to want to play him like everybody oh they reconciled their beefs and it was like you go to any fantasy analyst out there right and they're like oh kyron will or cam Akers, look at what he did the last four weeks of the season yeah because they were fucking yeah. tanking and they were they didn't want to win games so they put the guy out on the field but he was healthy scratches up until then um so kyron williams prestigious university i wonder where that was um university of notre dame the greatest band in the land uh all right <laughs> trey hates you're gonna pay that. for that one yeah, yeah trey hates that one it's a yeah. good thing he doesn't listen so my number one is going to be the titans brick wall so the Tennessee Titans have one of the best, if not the best, run defenses in all of football. You cannot run between the tackles on the Tennessee Titans. And if you try, it's going to be doom, right? So some, some stuff here, right? Last week they held Josh Kelly 
to 39 yards on 13 carries. In week one, they held Jamal Williams to 45 on 18 carries as well, too. Two guys that can run between the tackles. We saw uh, Josh Kelly do it against the Miami Dolphins, right? Granted, that defense may not be what it is, what it's supposed to be or whatever like that yet under Vic Fangio. We're kind of seeing that they need to blitz or whatever, but they're really creative with their blitzes and stuff at the right times, and they're really opportune, do it really in good opportunity times and stuff like that. Uh, but they don't want to blitz, but they have to blitz. So um, they can't stop the run. But um, 39 yards on 13 carries, not good for anybody, right? Especially when they were able to run the ball so well. They looked so strong. They ran for over 200-something yards in that first week one, and it's just a black hole. So what I'm doing with that kind of stuff, and we saw Jamal Williams did fairly well tonight too against the Carolina Panthers. But, um, excuse me, burp and Diet Cokes. It's a staple here on the show, but <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> not a sponsor. Um, but yeah, I unless you have like a running back that is top tier, top tier. We're talking. They don't play this year, right? But like Christian McCaffrey types, uh, even like Tony Pollard. You, I think you could lump into there too. But that one would scare me a little bit too. Um, but top tier running backs where you're not stopping starting them for any reason, no matter who they play. Uh, you can pretty much bench your running backs up against this team. I'm sure you have one other one on your team to fill the roster spot that you would feel better about. But if you're looking at these French guys, right, like they're going to play Damian Pierce. That's that's a no-go, right? Nope. They're going to play uh, who ETN, no-go, right? Nope. Tank Bigsby, no-go. Uh, we obviously saw already New Orleans, no-go, those type of guys. So Yeah, Colts twice, Zach Moss. Mm. No, not doing it in that game. Nope. So, yeah, nope. but that's my – titans take yeah that's a good one they look good and that chargers defense i don't know if you have them listed anywhere uh they look just as bad as they always do mm -hmm. so uh, my next one is not the chargers defense it's uh puka nakua so sticking with the rams here i think he's the real deal a uh, week one 15 targets 10 catches 119 yards uh, averaging about 12 yards per reception. Week two 15 receptions on 20 targets for 147 yards again the rams played the 49ers in week two so he is having success on a lot of the routes Cooper Cup did. I think that's kind of what they did in college, very similar. So Sean McVay has just plugged him in, and they seem like they're not missing a beat. Matthew Stafford looks fine. The offensive line looks okay. So if you have him, you're starting him. You probably spent a lot on Fab. I would feel comfortable uh, starting him as long as Cooper Cup is out. And even if Cup comes back, I'd probably still flex him and feel fine doing it. Yeah. I think we're on different topics here, Tony. <laughs> You're talking fringe flex players, and I'm talking what we learned. <laughs> this is what I learned. Okay. I have fringe flex players as well. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, my second one is going to be uh, H-Town is back. That's the Houston Texans. This offense is going to be something that we want pieces of the rest of the season for fantasy football. The thing is, is that they get into negative game scripts really quick. The person that you don't want, who I have, is Damian Pierce because they're not going to be able to run the ball too much because their defense can't stop anybody early on in games. Their defense isn't matured enough under this scheme, and they don't have the players and personnel. Petrie's down. I think they're down their top two safeties in that defense as well, too. So they let up points early. But what that does for us as fantasy owners is allow us to get the guys that are on this offense. So Nico Collins, Tank Dell, uh, Dalton Schultz. CJ Stroud in week one threw the ball 44 times, and last week he threw it 47 times. He has over 300 yards. Uh, he's averaged over 300 yards passing per game. They got some touchdowns this last week, which was pretty good. 
but they're going to be in such negative game scripts throughout the year. If you look at um, the teams that they play this year, excuse my paper sounds, but they play <laughs> the AFC East, which the Jets are good defense. Miami's kind of a swinging gate right now uh, against mm -hmm. offenses that can pass the ball. So they're going to get up early on them, and then they're just going to sit back and let them catch everything underneath. So if you're playing in PPR leagues, that's really good. Nico Collins big getting into the end zone. And then they play the NFC South, who nobody's afraid of their defenses. So, um, you know, just go ahead and, and chalk them up. Add some of those wide receivers. I'm co totally comfortable playing all of those guys, minus Damian Pierce. So we saw three receivers, yeah. I believe, over 70 yards and five catches this last week. And I think that's going to be the way going forward. I like that a lot. And I did mess up on the last one. Puka was part of my first take, the Rams off uh, with the Rams offense. Yeah. Um, but those guys, yeah, they're essentially free and or not drafted in redraft leagues this year. So my second one, I'm going to have to go after you, <laughs> after your last one here. Uh, the Bucks receivers we identified as values in the drafts uh, have been confirmed through two weeks, and Baker so far has had no issues getting in the football. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, those are the guys I'm talking about. They've accounted for 11 catches on 16 targets, 117 and a touchdown in week one. Week two, 11 catches again on 16 targets for 229 and a touchdown. So um, I, I have no issue starting those guys. You're getting wide receiver one, wide receiver two value on guys you probably took in like the fifth, sixth rounds or later. Yeah. So huge, huge fans of those guys. And the Bucks look better than we probably thought. Yeah. They look like they're a division contender right now. We kind of wondered if uh, if they would would be something like that, right? Yeah. Um, or like oh, shit. they're kind of the unknown teams. team. There's three teams right now that are two and zero oh in yeah. the South. So yeah. best division in football. Oh my god! <laughs> I think right now, right now it might be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my third and last one is that the Denver Broncos defense is not what we've known as the Denver Broncos defense. Yep. It is a complete swinging gate. Vance <laughs> Joseph, for some reason, in week one was running a lot of like wide nine stuff, which you can just gash like crazy, and they got yep. gashed. Um, but in week two, they started running more four-man fronts with three linebackers, you know, four-three standard defense type of stuff. Um, or they'd bring a fifth, you know, outside linebacker down to the, you know, edge edge position or whatever you call that, and then drop one of them back, right? Playing that like Fangio style defense a little bit, mm -hmm. but their linebackers cannot cover in the middle of the field, and they're going to get torched. Sam Howell torched this team. <laughs> they put up over thirty something points. They lost another ball game. They're going to be able to put up points, but their defense cannot stop anybody. I'm confidently starting people against the Denver Broncos. When in years past, we've sat there and been like, dang it, like people are going to mile high. Patrick Sertain, this defensive line, these linebackers are solid. Like mm -hmm. it's really hard. Like they needed to score 18 points on average last year to get into the wild card, essentially, yeah, right? Make so, that 30 this year. Yeah, it's going to be a lot more. Um, <laughs> Pump those numbers up. Yeah, but uh, the. The offense hums. Russ looks like he's, you know, 35 going on, 45, 50 or something like that. He can't move at all. He can't evade a pass rush, even stepping up in the pocket all that well. He does it a little bit, but there was times where it's like he just tries to move his body, but it's mm -hmm. so slow, like, to get him started getting going. But uh, I'm not fearing anybody against the Denver Broncos anymore. And next week they go down to South Beach, <laughs> and it's going to be a barn burner. I think Tua can put up Man. 35, 40 points on this team.
Yeah, that's taking the over on that one, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, it, yeah. So it's kind of scary because I think it's like 48 or something like that. 48 and a half, 40, 44 and a half, one of those. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, yep, they put up, they're going to put up 35 points on this team. But can the Broncos put up some points? I think so. <laughs> I, I mean, the offense looked better yeah. uh, week two from you know what we saw in week one. So I think it, you know it's a new offense, new install. Sean Payton coaches there. Hopefully, the defense is also kind of a work in progress and trending in the right direction. You know, once we get going here, they're averaging uh, my- like two and a half points per drive or something like that, which is pretty mm-hmm. good. Like they're touching thirty points a game, right? The first week yeah. they had that six. Six drives this yeah, week. They had 11, 12, the right? They scored 36. They scored 16 the week before. They're able to put points up per drive. So, um, but the defense can't stop anybody and they can't get off the field. Yeah. And Miami's not stalling out. Let's just say that. No, no, not with that offense. Yep. Uh, so, my final, final one is the Jets and Zach Wilson. Uh, they are who we thought they were. Um, this one is more so for Zach Wilson. I know you love a true underdog, Nate, but Wilson was 30th in the league in passing grade per PFF in week one. That carried over into week two, obviously, against the Cowboys in that defense. He went 12 for 27 for a buck 70. Did get a touchdown, but he threw three picks and really outside of a 10-point second quarter, did nothing to put the Jets in a position to win or at the very least not lose the football game. So, um I think you you're good with Garrett Wilson, maybe Brees Hall, but that's that's a scary uh, offense for fantasy. I I really don't want any piece of it, and glad I didn't get in on it for other reasons related to Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, I'm I like Garrett Wilson still. Like I I've, I've tried to trade for Garrett Wilson a lot um, after the Aaron Rodgers injury. Yeah. I don't think that Zach Wilson played all that bad. It got out of hand in the fourth quarter, but oh, yeah. I think I don't think this is so much on. So, like I've said before, right, that players fit into the scheme of the offense, right, and not the offense is built around the players or whatever. I think that's really true in every position except for quarterback. Like the offensive coordinator needs to put the quarterback in position to succeed, and. Just because you're down eight points to the Dallas Cowboys doesn't mean that you completely abandon the run when all the Dallas Cowboys are trying to do is apply pressure, right? They want to get up by two scores, so they put you into passing situations so they could just pin their ears back. I thought that he processed uh, pretty well, went through progressions pretty well. He climbed the pocket really well in that game to avoid some sacks. He did uh, scramble pretty well and and pick up some stuff with his feet. But by the time that they got down two scores, it was a wrap. And then he had the one interception. Or no, Dalvin Cook fumbled it. And then the at, at eight points down, Dalvin Cook fumbles it. And it's almost a return touchdown for Michael Parsons. They score. And then after that, it's just pass, 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 pass. And it was you you knew what they were doing, so you could just sit back and rush four. It was it was bad. Like, just because you're down two scores in the third quarter doesn't mean you need to abandon the run, especially when you have a liability at quarterback. I like rooting for Zach Wilson because he's an underdog guy and everybody shits on him, and I really want him to succeed, to shove it in people's faces. But with Nathaniel Hackett at offensive coordinator, this team is going nowhere, and I think this might be Nathaniel Hackett's last year in the league if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back next year because there's no reason to have this guy when he's been on his own after Aaron Rodgers and – 
falling on his face as Denver, and then people realize, oh, he's never called plays before because he can't get the play in in time, and now he's calling plays, oh, but he doesn't put the team in a position to win. Like, Brees Hall's over here tweeting four footballs, right? Like, But it seems like the team is really backing Zach Wilson and what he did. You know, Salah came out, and yeah, you kind of got to do that or whatever like that, but uh, Salah came out and said a lot of a lot of good things about, hey, what he did or whatever like that, but as it got out of hand, you're taking chances. I think it was like one of the – they had differences in what the routes were going to be from the receiver to quarterback, so that was one of the picks. Um, one was just forcing it because it's they're down, whatever, three scores near the end of the game, but they're all in the fourth quarter. It doesn't help that it's like, oh, it's the fourth quarter and it got blown out, but the defense is still good. They held all those interceptions and turnovers in the fourth quarter down to field goals. So Dallas only scored field goals basically in the second half. So um, yeah. I think that if they can run the ball and establish the run, they have a lot. Of, they have chances to actually win some ball games, and I think that we'll see some peak performances out of Zach Wilson through the through the year. But it's not going to be. It's going to be onesie twosies, right? He's going to average like one fifty to one eighty passing a game. He's going to need some peak performances yeah. to get out of this hole because PFF has the week two stuff plugged in now. He's 34th out of 37 uh, graded quarterbacks with a 44% passing grade. Yeah. Not great after two weeks. Turnovers. Right. And that's that'll all cumulative. It. It's yeah. all cumulative because of the turnovers. But I don't think that those grade. This is where PFF struggles, right? And they're they're really bad at like wide receiver cornerback matchups for this reason too. Is all they All they're looking at is like numbers and data to tell the story, but not the situation in which the game was in. Right. So I don't, I don't dis, I don't discount what happened in the fourth quarter, but I also don't factor it in as much. Right. Like yeah, we know that Zach Wilson's not going to be a guy who's going to bring you from 17 down. Right. And it's up to the offensive coordinator and the coaching staff to make sure that that doesn't happen. It's just concerning because it's a continuation of last year. So he's at 40, what I say, 44 so far. Last yeah. year, last season on the entirety, he was at 43.3. So he hasn't yeah. progressed at all so far through, you know, yeah. what what would you say, seven and a half quarters yeah. uh, in 2023. So yeah. <clears throat> I think he just bumped down um, all of the offensive players there. Yeah, yeah, you definitely have to. Like, he's yep. not going to – I think that's, I think the story's fairly similar with Aaron Rodgers, though. Like, yep. as far as, like, winning ball games and stuff, I don't know if they beat the Bills with Aaron Rodgers to be honest. So, um, but that's, that's fair. That. Um, let's move on to the fringe reflex players that we're considering moving into starting positions going forward. So you brought up Puka Nakua as your one. So I'll go with my next one. I brought him up earlier, but it's Nico Collins, Nico Collins being a flex type player who had a lot yeah. of concerns about this based off of last year, right? With Davis Mills. And it's like, well, they're bringing in CJ Stroud. Davis Mills was pretty dang. Okay for a second year quarterback last year. Right. So, um, so there's that Pittsburgh just won the game. Let's go. I win Tony. Uh, but we got someone positive this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're still down like two and a half units though. Uh, but Nico Collins, right. In week one, six receptions for 80 yards on 11 targets against Baltimore. And that was at Baltimore. Um, that was back when they actually had some semblance of a secondary right before everybody got hurt in the secondary, which yeah. I don't know if that mattered because the Cincinnati Bengals can't score on Baltimore. Um, they can't score on anybody. They Maybe they need uh, a little bit of Trey Lance in their life. You know, I They can yeah. call up Jerry and be like, hey, can we get Trey Lance here? But week two in this negative game script also, right, which I think they're going to be in a lot. Seven for mm -hmm. 146, one touchdown on nine targets. 
and that was against Indianapolis. Indianapolis is nobody to be scared of from a defensive standpoint, but talked about it. CJ Stroud, 44 and 47 attempts. This team's going to be down, and I think that they're totally comfortable just throwing the ball to get CJ Stroud more reps and looks and tape to review going into mm-hmm. next season, right? They understand where they're at in the pecking order, and I don't know that they're totally concerned with trying to make the playoffs, you know, or anything like that. It's, hey, let's get this guy built in. They got some some leashes on those coaching staffs that they brought in. So Nico Collins is my number one guy yeah. that I'm totally comfortable starting every single week. Yeah, you like the stat line, and he was averaging – I don't have the air yards in front of me, but he was averaging 21 yards a catch, so you like that a lot. <laughs> uh, so I mentioned Puka Nakua. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'll jump to my third one here so I don't repeat myself so close to the first part. Uh, Jordan Addison, through two weeks, he's pulled in seven uh, out of 11 targets for 133 yards, and more importantly, two touchdowns. So one in week one, and then another one in week two. The attention for defenses will always be on Justin Jefferson, and rightfully so. So I think those opportunities for Jordan Addison are going to be there all season. And the Vikings defense, just like we've mentioned for a lot of these other teams, it's not that great so far in 2023. So the offense should be in those you know negative game scripts, which is great for the passing game and these wide receivers. Yeah, I I think everybody in Minnesota minus Madison is playable. Um, yeah. My only thing on Addison is he's basically KJ Osborne with one fifty-five yard bomb for a touchdown difference, because KJ Osborne has one less catch, I think, on one less target for about the same. If you take out that like one fifty-five yard bomb, they have the same stat line, and I like KJ Osborne in the slot too. And KJ Osborne, you can go find on waivers because people are not going to get that. So um, that's fair. But Addison's going to give you some of that big play upside. I think that at Osborne's going to give you that little Florida consistently just be a yep no questions asked flex play or wide receiver three if you have if you know you need double digit points so yeah i i would throw addison like a flex i'm not saying start yeah yeah yeah. you know wide receiver twos and threes yep and then my second one is going to be josh reynolds of the detroit lions this god this team stinks like the (laughs) detroit lions cannot stop anybody on defense and they're just going to sling the ball around right they are a power run team with what they do in the running game but they're going to pass the ball because they are not going to be able to stop people from scoring. What we saw out of the Kansas City Chiefs game was how much the Kansas City Chiefs miss Travis Kelsey. And it's bothersome because I should have added him into the injury report thing because Travis Kelsey's knee is not good. He went out there no. to open it up for the other guys. And that's going to be a problem for the Chiefs going forward. There's going to be a time where he really needs to like take two weeks. Right, and maybe it's when they play these cheap teams or something like that. But it's really hard to win in the NFL. So, um, but Josh Reynolds, week one, four for eighty on seven targets against Kansas City at Kansas City in a game that was fairly neutral. Right, they they both were in the game to win the game. They ended up winning the game by three. In week two against Seattle, he went five for sixty six with two touchdowns against the Seattle Seahawks touchdowns kind of irrelevant or whatever, but that's 11.6 PPR points without anything there. So comfortable wide receiver three, he's got outside because they're going to end up being in such negative passing situations. And there's only so much that, you know, my dude, Khalif Raymond, shout out to this dude. He's, he married, (laughs) he married my coworker's cousin. So got to see pictures from the wedding and stuff like that. And when I, 
he asked us, hey, you know who this Khalif Raymond is? I guess he's like, an, and I was like, oh, my God, I won a fantasy championship <laughs> with this dude because he filled in at the end of a year for like four weeks and was just catching passes. Mm-hmm. And then every time he makes a play, it's super awesome. And he caught the flea flicker this week. So, but they can't count on that dude. And Laporta's still trying to get, you know, involved. And what are they going to do with Gibbs? Montgomery's down. I think we're going to see some more of Josh Reynolds. I think he's like wide receiver 12 right now in the year. It's crazy. Yeah. But totally comfortable putting him in a starting wide receiver role, wide receiver two, wide receiver three range. The Lions aren't going to stop anybody. Yeah, and he has chemistry with Goff. I think they played together when they were both on the Rams, and he kind of followed him to Detroit. So uh, those guys are already speaking the same language. Uh, I like Reynolds a lot, so yep. agree with you there on him. Uh, my final one here, again, repeating myself, but it's Kyron Williams. He flew under the radar this year in drafts, but I went back to kind of look at uh, – um, why and i think i spoke to this earlier he did break his foot in practice in june of 2022 and then once he did get on the field he did get that high ankle sprain which just lingered throughout the rest of the time so the rams are talking about shopping cam Akers. he was that healthy scratch in week two the cleveland browns now have a need for a running back so maybe that's the play for less need in those guys but um the backfield is kyron williams um he is a workhorse for mcveigh he's getting a hefty workload through two weeks so far, one one of those weeks last week against the 49ers. So they trust him. Um, not going to repeat the numbers I mentioned earlier, but he is a guy for the Rams this season. Um, everyone missed on him. If you did spend, I would start him very comfortably, especially considering all these freaking injuries uh, that we have at the running back and receiver pos- uh, positions. Yep. I like that. Could be a league winner. Like, I, I don't know. Like, if he, if he <clears throat> maintains his workload, like someone you drafted at the end with the last pick or picked up uh, off waivers. Yeah. Yeah, it's big, big swing here. It's big. Yeah, there's always a couple of those players throughout the year, yep. right? It was Cooper Cup a few years ago, all right? Yep. And that also needs this mainstay. So, my last one's going to be Michael Thomas. So, Michael Thomas in week one, five for 61 on eight targets against Tennessee. Tennessee cannot stop the pass, they can stop the run, but their secondary is going to get eight up. It's like two straight weeks with over 300 yards passing against them. Week two, just now, Monday night. We're recording this on Monday night, September 18th. It's 9.50 p.m. Um, Against the Carolina Panthers, which sit back in a lot of zone and allow you to go over the middle a lot. Seven for 55 on nine targets at Carolina on the road. So, Chris Olave, a big part of this offense. Michael Thomas, a big part of this offense. I can't stand the fact that they still run Taysom Hill out there. It it just stops the entire flow. And they're only doing it so that one time when they really need a play to win a game, they could put Taysom Hill in there and he could run like a little pop pass or some stupid yeah. shit. But, yeah. um, but yeah, Michael Thomas, I think that he's, his foot's feel full, fully healed. He enjoys the quarterback play. That's there. Derek Carr, the guy who's going to distribute it to the guys who need to distribute it to. So, and he's really good at throwing the ball over the middle, like in those yeah. short little dump off, you know, drag slants ins, quick outs and stuff like that. So, and I, I wrote these down and I forgot to mention, but Nico Collins plays the AFC East. A little bit of defense there with, you know, the the Bills, the Jets, and the Patriots. But nothing to be too concerned about when you're in such a negative game script, positive for uh, fantasy football. And the NFC South, which nobody's afraid of. Uh, Josh Reynolds gets the NFC South, which nobody's afraid of. And then the AFC West that can't play defense whatsoever. The Raiders are a shill. Mm-hmm. Their week one against Denver is forgotten right nobody cares that they won a game uh they're top in the division right now for some reason but um them and then michael thomas gets to play the nfc north and the afc south there's not a defense in the afc south that anybody's worried about maybe a little bit of jacksonville but i doubt it so 
I think they played over their heads a little bit against Kansas City. Yeah, Thomas has looked really good so far through two weeks. Looks fully healthy. Catching slants. Like yeah. it was 2019 again, yep. 2020. Yep. Yep. But he, I <laughs> mean, he could get you like 80, 90, 80, 90 balls this year, right? Like it, you can definitely yeah. get that out of the guy. And he's a guy that nobody really wanted. He's kind of like round 10-ish, round nine, even further back. Oh, yeah. But, I, I, I overlooked him in every single draft. He yeah. was there when I could have added him as like a fourth or fifth receiver, and I didn't. So yep. regretting that a little bit so far. Whew. I'm still – I. I was never going to draft Michael Thomas. Nope. Not doing, not dealing with it again. So let's move on to our draft. Tony fool me once. (laughs) Let's move on to our draft. So in honor of the Colorado Buffaloes getting themselves into two overtimes and giving us extra football, we got the Seattle Seahawks that went into Detroit and gave us an extra quarter of football. And then we got the Los Angeles chargers who can't beat anybody because their coaching stinks and they can't tell whether or not they want to go for it on fourth down anymore. They forced an overtime in Tennessee, get the ball, three and out, punt it, and then Tennessee wins the ball game. We love extra football. We love extra sports. We're going to draft our top five extras. It could be anything, Tony. Top five extra anything. It could be whatever. I don't know what you – extra wives, extra husbands, whatever you're into. We're doing polygamy? I I don't give a damn. Whatever. Do you. It's 2023. Um, You could start a good YouTube channel about that. Probably, Probably get more good. subs than this one. So, a lot of subs out of Utah. Yeah, They're strange. <laughs> uh, I want the turn. Okay. I want the turn. Uh, my number one is going to be. Uh, I'm going to go with extra leg room and extra space, right? So, like, good. when I can get myself on a plane or just sitting, like, someone's got some whatever ceremony or something. They always put these chairs so damn close, right? Yeah. But if I can get me an aisle seat and get a little bit of extra leg room or something like that, or no one sits to me on next to me on the airplane, or I can move up into the next cabin forward, give me myself a little bit more space, put my backpack under there, have my legs stretched out, give me that. I'll take extra leg room. Yeah, you're taking that business class upgrade 10 times out of 10 yeah. for the extra leg room. Or like the emergency row seating. Uh, yep. I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do. Uh, <laughs> someone needs to spend a little more time briefing me on my responsibilities, but I'm going to take the seat. It's got a picture on the door. You'll figure it out as you're going yeah. down. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. My first pick here. Would you like that supersized? Uh, I'm American. Of course I want that supersized. <laughs> so I'm taking the bigger fries. I'm taking the extra uh, Diet Coke in my cup. Yeah. Uh, with go. my first pick. Uh, second one. Um. I don't know exactly what's in this because it's probably like intellectual property or something. Mm -hmm. But my pick here is the seasoning Starbucks finishes every pumpkin spice latte with. Uh, (laughs) From what what I could find, it's some combination of cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, allspice, whatever the hell that is, and cloves. So (laughs) get get me supersized. Give me that pumpkin spice latte seasoning. There you go. With my first two picks. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. I don't like the the like sweet cream pumpkin brew or whatever like that. Cold, the cold brew. The cold brew. Yeah, no, I don't. No. I don't like that no, one. You gotta get the you gotta get the latte. Yeah, yeah. Do it right. Just if you're go gonna on. do it. Just do it right. Yeah, just do it right. Uh, my second one is going to be extra innings in baseball. So love me some extra innings, especially now. Like it was really cool when you were out there at the ballpark for three and a half hours. But now baseball games are like 215, Two hours. right? So give me extra innings. Like, you know, go 18. Let me be at the ballpark a normal amount of time, right? So I'll take extra innings in in the old baseball. And then That's crazy. 
you you got a time like when you go to your when you go to the bathroom or when you go to get more hot dogs and beer because like you could miss an entire inning. Yeah, right. If you time it wrong and you're standing in line, so. Yeah, that rule, that new rule is kind of annoying in that regard. One thing I used to like, especially if you go to the ballpark and get with teams that you don't really care about, like we live here in Colorado. So one time I went right to a Colorado Rockies and Oakland A's game and I was with somebody or whatever. And the game, we just had no desire. Like we're just going to a ball game. So it was somewhere around like the fifth inning. It's like, yo, you want to go check out the stadium? Because they only let you in like an hour before, right? So it's like, yo, let's go walk the stadium and see what they got. So we're hitting all the floors and all the different stuff in the outfield and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, we missed, I think it was like two innings walking around, right? We got back for the stretch. So now if you tried to do that, you're missing five innings, man. Like, that's half a ball game. So, um, but, yeah, it was cool. You could just go around, grab a drink somewhere, grab food from a different spot, stand, eat, watch – you know, half an inning and then go walk somewhere else and get there. But now it's just mm-hmm. so damn fast. So um, my third one is going to be extra mileage. So I'm notorious for taking my car to the E, right? And then when it gets to that, like it's it's getting to E, but you know you got until the light comes on and you just hope that your light didn't go out. But right when you get that light on, you know, you know I got 25 more miles. Like yeah. more f- gallon, roughly. Yeah. I could still take the kids to school in the morning and then go fill up after or something like that. Grab myself a snack without them in the car. So I don't have to buy yeah. them a snack. So I'll that's take smart. extra mileage. It's <laughs> pretty good. Uh, living dangerously. Yeah. Right? That's what Nate's doing over there. Definitely. Uh, next one here for me, uh, third pick giant taco hat. I'd be remiss if I left this off my list. Did I need to get it for the pick and winner show? No, no, I did not, <laughs> but I did. Should, should I put it on? Go ahead. Put it show? on all right. for all the people who don't listen to or watch pick and winners. Cause you're not into losing all your money or something like that. This is Tony's taco hat. Congratulations. Hat. You've witnessed the taco hat. It's in a thumbnail. It is. It looks really good. Too. Yeah. Nice work. It's there. nice. I had to adjust uh, the brightness a little bit, but it's good. Yeah. Oh, you do great work with yeah. that. That uh, is extra pick. though. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. All right. Uh, fourth pick cowboy hat and sunglasses during your post game conference. Yeah. Does Deion Sanders need to wear that shit? No. Does he? Yes. Do we love it? Absolutely. Fourth pick uh, with what you got. Oh man. That's good. Uh, my fourth pick, my last two picks here. Uh, take it. I, I was hoping you would have picked some of these, Tony. Um, no, that's fine. I think I'm going to go with, you know, I'm, I'm old. Okay, guys. I don't know if you guys know, but Tony thinks I'm older than 40. Uh, let us know in the comments here on YouTube. How old do you think I am? So I've never seen his birth certificate. Yeah. So don't know. That means I could run for president, right? Yeah. I don't even know if he's American. <laughs> Oh my God, I'll go to hell. Um, but I'm going to take extra napkins. Like, I don't go through drive throughs anymore. I'm very against going through drive throughs If I'm going to go somewhere, I walk in and I'll get it to go also, mm-hmm. right? But I just don't like drive throughs I don't know why. It feels like if you walk into a place and you just see a line of like 15 cars in a drive through it looks so depressing, especially if it's at a fucking Arby's or something like that. Like, you assholes are keeping this place alive. But yeah. nothing better than getting extra napkins to put in the glove box of your car, right? You never know when you're going to have this one big bug that you need to fucking snot rock it out while you're driving. And you don't want to just be digging and have nowhere to go with it. Like, yeah. you know, extra napkins is the move. Um, That's good. Cause when you need them most, you never have them. So yeah. it's good to always stay stocked up. Definitely. I like that one a lot. Definitely. And my last one here, I just think it's so funny. Um, 
But I'm going to go with the extra man on the field penalty. So <laughs> it's so funny when there's like 12 men on the field, especially on defense, because you always find out like there's two guys in the same spot and they're kind of like, wait, what? Am I in the wrong spot? Like they don't know the play, but no, they're just actually playing the same position and they're in the right spot, but they're not supposed to, one of them's not supposed to be on the field. Yeah. It's the funniest penalty of all time. Um, like, I don't, I don't, I never understand how it happens. Like run out of the back of the end zone, haul ass to the sideline, wherever you're at. But yeah. I'm going to take the extra man on the field penalty. I, I just think it's hilarious every time it happens. Yeah, I forget if it was the Panthers Monday night game or the Browns, but that happened to one of the teams. They called the timeout, so they didn't get penalized. I think it was the Browns. And you could see the special teams coach. I forget his name. Like, he's like, are we fucking stupid? You can see him mouthing, like, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> it always happens. A lot of times yeah. it happens on special teams, too. And it's so funny because yeah. they're they're just lined up next to each other, so half of them don't even know. <laughs> like, uh, I guess yeah, I get they, next to this guy. Yeah, I think they were fielding a punt or something. Yeah. That was good. Cool. Uh, last pick here for me. I'm going to go with bacon. So quite possibly the most versatile extra that the almighty created. You can put it on a burger. You can put it in a burrito, put it in your omelet, wrap it around your jalapenos. Uh, you could pretty much do anything with it. You could eat it by itself. Yeah. So last pick here is bacon. That was the first thing I did when I got back from deployment. We got back to DC. Oh yeah. We got back 30. to DC at like, I think we landed in Baltimore at like 1130 at night, got picked up by family um by my in-laws and they drove us back to their place which is like an hour away from the airport but we stopped mm -hmm. at a diner it's like yo can we just fucking eat food like we've been on a plane from germany or whatever it was can we yeah. go eat right but we smell like the fucking middle east like and you don't realize that you smell like the middle east until you're around people who don't smell like the middle east or you take a shower in america and then mm -hmm. you realize how bad you stink uh <laughs> but uh, the first thing we did, we went to this diner and the lady was like, yo, what can I get you guys? And I was like, bacon. And she's like, well, that's good. Would you like, you know, a side of bacon or would you like all a, of the, the bacon? I said, can you just take a plate and stack bacon as high as you can make it? Right. Until that's, that's a Ron Swanson moment. I like whatever it costs. I'm eating it. I want it pork bacon too, please. Like let's, let's be clear. All right. Yeah, yeah. So to recap, Tony, I got, Extra leg room, extra innings, extra mileage. I'll take extra napkins and the extra man on the field penalty. While you have the – you want those extra fries and, and cola. You want your stuff supersized. It's a yeah. shame they got rid of supersized. Like, let us make our own damn decisions. You're McDonald's. Don't worry about our fucking caloric intake, you assholes. Uh, you want that extra pumpkin spice seasoning from Starbucks on top of your – on your lattes. Yeah. You're going to get the extra – you're going to get a little extra with the giant taco hat. Yes, not just a taco hat, a giant one. It's a giant um, one, The most extra thing that's out there in sports right now is the cowboy hat with the sunglasses during interviews, talking to the media, right? Like, I mean, come on. Have your mother raise you, right? Uh, fucking <laughs> dickwad. It's then, so funny because the guy who called him out, like, people were posting pictures of him with his, like, visor yeah. hat on during post-game conference. Like, what are you doing, man? Hats are not visor. Visors are not hats, okay? okay. You can talk to the, the media. top of my head's exposed. <laughs> uh, and then you'll take some extra bacon with that. So. Yeah. Um, did you have any honorable mentions? I did have a couple more. Uh, I had queso. Uh, if I'm going to any restaurant, Mexican, American, whatever, I'm asking for queso yep. uh, with the chips they get, bring you. And then I had uh, – and this one's, like, for cocktails, but, like – maraschino cherries if it's mm -hmm. um not an old-fashioned if it's an old-fashioned luxardo cherries mm -hmm. uh kind of in the drink with a little toothpick stabbed into it yeah gotta have it if it's not there it kind of feels like something was missing once you finish the drink you do the like sword toothpicks 
I haven't found the sword oh, ones. Dude. I have like bamboo ones that are like tied in a knot on one end, yeah. and I have umbrellas. So I've been using those two until I can find some swords. Nice. If you find them, I will pay you back. I'll get you some. You pick so, me. Yeah, you pick me some up. Whatever. Uh, I had extra cheese. I just love cheese. Like, give me extra cheese on everything. Like, I don't know what it is, but uh, most of the stuff I'm going to eat extra cheese is going to make me shit a lot, and then the cheese counteracts that and makes me normal. So that's it. Um, I had extra rolls. So anytime you're going to Texas Roadhouse, like, yo, just keep keep them coming, keep them coming, and then give me a couple boxes. Right. I did have extra fries like you did, but I put Red Robin. Same concept, right? Like, I love Red Robin because I'm getting tons and tons of fries. Um, steak fries yeah i had extra icing on the cinnamon roll like i love when there's tons of icing so that when i get to the middle part of it and it's only on that little sliver i can add it to the sides and then i had uh extra ground beef on my nacho bel grande they never put enough ground beef on your damn nacho bel grande it's terrible give me extra beef so yeah let us know in the comments here on youtube or leave a comment review on spotify or apple of who won the draft let us know what your top extra is tony rant or rave before we get out of here do you want to rave or do you want to rant i i know the people want to hear me bitch about something um but i'm not going to do that this week i am going to rave and it's about a book Uh, i didn't read it i listened to the audiobook uh that book is project hail mary a really incredible book if you're into sci-fi it's got a martian feel to it but humanity in present day is faced with kind of like an extinction that's going to happen in the near future so the collective powers that be uh they kind of devise a plan they toss up a, a hail mary of sorts to save humanity their space travel aliens and really just a cool story about survival it's also going to be a movie if you're not into reading so you can just wait till that comes out writer strike might prolong that but they cast ryan gosling as a main character and the screenwriter he's the same dude who did the martian uh, martian so pretty promising stuff and we'll probably see that in the next couple years nice project hail mary really good nice I... not a sponsor <laughs> i like audible um, yeah i subscribe when i find a book i want to read and then i unsubscribe uh, i just do the promo <laughs> yeah that's pretty good uh, like the free token or whatever yeah i do I am going to rave about Colorado fans. So Colorado fans are getting a lot of lot of bad press right now, right? One, they're dumb people are sending death threats to this dude because he hit Travis Hunter out of bounds very late, kind of took a cheap shot intentionally trying to hurt the kid. Um, But a lot's been made about them storming the field after they beat Colorado State. I'm all for it. Whatever, right? Like – you go to school at Colorado. This is the best time you've ever had at college. You're having that like true, true college like experience when your sports team is actually performing and in the light, right? Everybody wants to go see this team play. Everybody wants them to succeed. And then everybody also wants them to lose so they can say, I told you so. They weren't that great, yeah. right? But come on. They're a top 30, 35, 40 team. They're probably the top 35 team in the nation, right? But – these are all the same people. I say the same thing everything every time we go into something like this where we have this like elitist mentality where it's like if you're not first, you're last. But Ricky Bobby's dad even said there ain't nothing wrong with silver. But <laughs> um but there's people out there bitch about this. They're not the thirty fifth best stalker at Walmart, you know, or whatever. And shout out to Walmart. Like, yo, my password for a lot of my stuff is uh my old Walmart store number that I used to work at. So it's funny as hell. Someone's like, why do you have that number? Right. And it's like, Oh, it's my old store number, but like, let them have fun. 
who cares right like you celebrate all kinds of dumb shit like birthdays right like you're not you're celebrating your own birthday having a birthday party for you and setting it up and going out and doing it. who gives a shit you lived one more day congratulations you survived like why do we need to throw a party for that like annually you went, you went around the sun one more time Big yeah deal. Congratulations! Your parents had sex exactly at the right time for you to come into this earth, and then they—if oh, you—if if you are a September baby, you're probably an accident. Just yeah, most likely. Yeah, September. If you are a no- late August, November baby, also uh, Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah, Valentine's yep. Day, right? Yep. No one's having sex on Valentine's Day, man. Not if you're married. Like it's like Jesus Christ. Can we just go to bed? Like, why are we still doing this shit? Everybody's out. I want to go home. But let the people have fucking fun. Like, go have fun, Colorado. It's not like, and I hope that they stay with the team because they're probably going to go lose to Oregon this weekend. More than likely, they'll lose to Oregon, right? But it doesn't take away from the fact that they've won three times as many games as they did last year. And Mm -hmm. there's never been better players at this school since the 90s when like Rashad Salam was there, right? Like th- mm-hmm. when they were winning national championships, they were competing against Nebraska and Notre Dame and Florida State and Miami for national championships back before they had like an actual game, right, for the national yeah. championships. So I'm glad. Have fun, right? And to the people, and this goes into the rant part of this shit too because I'm going to rant, but to the people that go out there and be like, you're a 24-point favorite and you lo- you barely beat, it took you two overtimes to beat Colorado State, you stink, this, 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 you're celebrating that. A 24-point favorite has nothing to do with who the teams are. It has to do with how the public, right, humans that are not inside the building. <laughs> us. Yeah, us. Decided, arbitrarily decided how much better a team was. You were wrong. <laughs> Unless you bet Colorado State, right? Which probably should have done. They have dope ass receivers. Kind of put that in the text thread. Tony telling people, I I love fucking college ball, but um, they have NFL wide receivers and the world got to see it, which is kind of cool that Colorado gets the. Because of Colorado, we now know about these Colorado State wide receivers because no one was watching that game, and now everybody likes Horton, and he's going to be a fantasy guy that people pick up because they stayed up until 3 o'clock on the East Coast or 1 o'clock where we're at, midnight on the yeah. West Coast, to watch that. So, um, But it's your fault that people don't cover spreads, not their fault. They have nothing to do with the betting line or anything like that. That is you. If yeah. people are sitting there and saying, oh, 23 and a half, I'm going to bet this, and they're to call about all, all this, and Dion, they talked about his mama and all this kind of stuff, so you're betting fucking 23 and a half, and you don't even know the teams, you're a loser, you're an idiot, stop getting mad at people for having a good time and enjoying their life while you sulking shit because you just spent your rent on fucking Colorado bet, and you stayed up to 3 a.m. to watch it lose, you bum. It's <laughs> good. Feel free to follow the show at Taco Corp Sports on all. <laughs> on Please all, like and subscribe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on all platforms. Uh, you can follow Tony. He's changed his handle to Taco Corp Tony, so you'll see him out there. I'll change the links in YouTube. He bitched at me because, oh, it's all my old link. Yeah, sorry. I should have ranted about that. It's no. been episodes Whatever, man. since those have been stale. I'm fucking editing this shit till 1 o'clock in the morning. Get off my ass. <laughs> I have no wife to take care of my kids, Okay. <laughs> Uh, nah. uh like review share the show uh let us know in the comments for real for real what you guys want to hear um we're pretty open to every type of criticism anything there's things that you know we've done 
from past episodes where people have highlighted some stuff, right? And I tend to black out. I'm probably going to say stuff I don't even remember in this thing. But um, to where the names were wrong or the number was wrong or, mm-hmm. hey, what about this? Why did, That doesn't make sense, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, now that lets me know, okay, make sure I have this stuff prepared or this stuff prepared because this is what people yeah. like to hear or whatever like that. But if you like the format, let us know. If you don't like the format, something you want to hear, maybe we can add it in. Um, this is the first time I think we're under an hour, Tony, and I'm trying to get it over, so I'm rambling, rambling, rambling. But anyways, really, um, if you like it, let us know. If you don't like it, let us know in the comments, right? And then if you do like it or you don't like it, share it with a friend anyways. Put them through the misery of what you just went through. <laughs> or let them know, hey, these guys are okay human beings, right? So, yep. um, and today, Tony is our 100th episode. Congratulations, we did something 100 times. Whoop. I think it's actually 101 because there's one episode that's like a 0.5. I think it's like 16.5 or 18.5 with Brandon because there was a joke in there somewhere. But um, yeah, yeah, Taco Corp episode 100, Tony. Um, Congratulations. You also crossed 100 subscribers on YouTube. Yeah, we could. Dude, we were at like 30 something a couple weeks ago. So. It's, it's yeah, going that's, okay. that's monument. Those are Mr. Beast type yeah. type gains. Five years from now, it's going to be like 100,000. Yeah. To our <laughs> to our uh, five year five years from September 18th, tw- you know, September 18th, 2023, Tony. Uh, congratulations. You guys are not having to work regular jobs. And um, I'm really proud of you, Tony. Thanks you're for staying away, with you're me. You're giving away Lamborghinis on every episode. Yeah. You know, and then shredding them and stuff like that, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, thanks for sticking with me for five years and dealing with this dumb shit. Congratulations uh, on episode yeah, five, five years have passed and I still don't want to see your forearm. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never see it. <laughs> one time, one time I did. It was the worst. I did wear a short sleeve that day. Cause I've been wearing short sleeves to work for some yeah. reason. I, I start a new job and I have, feel like I have to dress a certain way and that's what it is. I've been wearing sweaters though, like sweater sweaters. It's so season, man. um, but yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for all the reviews. Thanks for all the comments. Really appreciate it. Um, back to the people who are bitching about our bust alert video. Banger of the week, the way I am, Eminem. For Tony, I'm Nate. Taco Corp episode 100 in the books. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.